welcome, folks, to another edition of RSF Radio. I'm your host, Joe Monday, and today is December 21st, 2017. Getting close to the end of the year. Uh, I just want to start right at the top of the show. Um, at the beginning of the show, uh, we recorded a little bit of light spoiler warning for uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. So, if you are want to avo- if you want to avoid some light spoilers, again, light spoilers for Star Wars: The Last Jedi, skip ahead to uh, it, it. Looks like it's at minute uh, uh, two two fifty. If you skip to two fifteen, uh, then it should be should be all good. All right, going in five, four, three, two. All right, uh, there's actually no spoiler warning for Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Um, I just didn't have a bit planned for like the beginning of the show, uh, so I'm just gonna start into the bullshit of whatever the first couple things are, and then they'll join us at like two or so minutes in, uh, and then I don't know, talk about some fucking porks or something. Anyway, uh, if you're not with <laughs> If you're not used to the show, this is a podcast where we talk about everything that happens on going on at our Street Fighter over the course of the week, and there's been a lot of stuff. Uh, share uh, one of my... F- uh, there's been a lot of talk about tiers and tier lists uh, this week, uh, but I want to talk about the only tier list that matters, uh, which is uh, this Beard Tech tier list. Uh, clearly, you can see the Zangiefs are up here in the corner where they rightly belong. I... You know, that Ryu is pretty good. I like that Zangief. I, I would like that Zangief with the gray beard to be higher. Uh, I think that, you know, when you take that hood off too, that's just extra top tier. He needs to be way at the top. All three Zangiefs, in my opinion. But this Rashid down here. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, that's no... Hold on. You know, and that's why I thought Porgs just ruined the series. It's just... And when they made that Porg a Jedi, that was fucked up. That's a little fucked up that they made that Porg that Jedi. It, like, it said some weird shit about Greedo, too, so I was not okay with that. But anyway, folks, moving on to the next bit. Uh, someone actually just uh, shared this post uh, the other day, uh, and I thought this is a really good uh, you know, encouragement for new players uh, who might be coming to the series. If you're coming in with AE, uh, dude basically tells a story. Um, I don't know the gender. Anyway. Dude tells their story uh, that they went from rookie to platinum in nine months. They even set a goal of uh, getting to gold by the end of the year. And they not only met that goal, uh, but exceeded it. Uh, And they list out kind of the steps that they took to go from absolute rookie to platinum player in nine months. Uh, It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort. Uh, and I think that it's revealing to have that documented in in that way uh, to give players maybe an idea of what is expected of you if you want to get to that next level because it doesn't take it doesn't really take that little bit of you know you don't need to be the best player execution wise right off the bat you don't need to be that best player execution wise in nine months you can get to platinum it's not that you need to be gifted it just takes work uh, but I found the story uh, really interesting, uh, and if you find yourself in that position of someone who's just picking up Street Fighter Five, uh, getting in at AE, then by all means, read through this. Or if you just happen to find yourself in bronze, uh, it's a good outline of what the steps that someone took to get to the next level. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, next bit of... We went from bronze to platinum, and now we're going to extra god tier. Uh, 
god damn it. Anytime that there's a Kuroda video or a Kuroda clip shared on our Street Fighter, it will be it will be featured on this podcast. Like guaranteed. Uh, and this is a situation where Kuroda intentionally gets hit by a crouching medium punch to make the follow-up Tatsu whiff uh, so that he can punish, and then he later goes on to win the round. Kuroda's the best. If anyone tries to tell you that Kuroda's not the best, then they, they don't know what to talk about. He's the best. Like, very clearly the best. Period. With every character, not just, like, one character. Uh, but uh, read into the comments there, too, because there's some... Uh, a little bit of backstory of you know this whole set uh where they were in the set um shares a link to the full set if you're interested uh regardless watch Kuroda play if you're interested in third strike at all uh, just search Kuroda and then a character name and then if you want to see some very high level play of any character but that's just my opinion okay uh and i wanted to share this this actually got posted um well, I actually don't know when it was originally posted. I'll hit the link for that, but uh, on Wednesday, I believe, or early Wednesday, maybe it was Tuesday. Regardless of when it was posted, uh, this is an interview uh, with Street Fighter II creator Akira Nishitani, uh, plus you get Harada in there, talking talking game, uh, and it is, bar none, the best interview Fighting game. It is the best fighting game related interview of the year. Period. Uh, if you are at all interested in, like, how, you know, it, if you want some inside baseball, if you want to know how the sausage is made, this interview is. It has these two guys spitting game at each other, and it's like it is as if the interview just disappears from it entirely. He asks a couple questions, but at the same time, it's these two highly intelligent guys speaking very intelligently about uh, the games that they've created and how those views have changed over time but not really uh, and just having such reverence for old games I actually picked out a couple quotes um, just a couple to share to give you an idea and this is only from like the top half of the interview uh, there's some more gold later on in the bottom half too so there's it's a long one so like stick with it uh, but I uh, just picked out a couple couple gold ones here uh, from Nishitani uh, explicitly because he's the, the Street Fighter guy. Uh, Harada is the uh, creator, or not, but the dev from Tekken, basically. Uh, and Nishitani says, and he quotes, I'll do anything to make this game fun. Uh, speaking on what the development team was like, what their feelings were when creating Street Fighter 2. Uh, or this other quote of if you only think about the, the specifics, your interpretation of the game will just match what's convenient for you. Like, wrap your mind around that and think about what he's talking about there. Like, man, like, I would, I'd just love to be in a room. I would love to have been in this room uh, with these two talking and understanding their language, but that's another issue. Uh, another quote, uh, don't simply think about how you want to go actually play out the entire situation in your head it's rare to be able to be it's rare to be able to be to match your original vision 100% but it's important to share and refine ideas first and worry about specifics later uh, and my favorite quote 
uh, from the top half of the of the interview. Samurai Showdown was a pioneer of fighting games themselves. Full stop. <laughs> That's just, that was included by me. Uh, it's not just the properties of the game were different. The entire nature of the game was different. Uh, it's how you're talking about power slashes and how that gave so much character to the characters of that game. Uh, and it's it, little known. I don't know if this is known. I've talked about this before in the past, but I think that maybe Samurai Showdown 2 is perhaps my favorite game, favorite fighting game of all time. Perhaps. It's pr it probably is. Uh, and to and to look at these two guys speak so intelligently on uh, on that franchise is to me uh, very heartwarming and highly. I cannot recommend you read through this one enough. I promise you, it is the best interview, uh, fighting game related interview you'll read all year. I promise you that. Uh, moving on from that though, onto the next topic of uh, here's some here's some other interesting stuff that you can read up on. Uh, and watch up on uh, if you watch the CPT uh, if you watch Capcom Cup uh, one of the one of the best memes to come out of that is Namo offering that stand hard punch handshake to Itazan uh, and what this uh, what 121 gigawatts did was he broke down the entire uh, rival rivalry between uh, Nemo and Itazan, uh, and he goes match by match, uh, and it, if you want to, this is like some Street Fighter investigative reporting here, and it is, uh, it is pretty complete, I would say. Uh, or if you just want to watch some cool uh, Zangief Urian matches, I mean, if that's what you're into, uh, I would recommend doing that. Uh, it's a very, it's a friendly rivalry, but is a rivalry nonetheless. And what's more exciting in sports than friendly rivalries? N nothing. Uh, so, if you if you saw that moment and thought there's probably history there with that with that smug AF handshake, what's that about? Uh, read up on it. Uh, it is it's interesting. Uh, the lore is good here, folks. I promise. All right. Uh, and speaking of other, the other kind of sports reporting, uh, which I love. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is garbage statistics about sports. It's like, it's one of my, uh, I love it. I love it because it's, because it's terrible. And what, I'll, share, I'll reel it back now. So what the, the coding human did uh, in the title of this post, I looked at Namo's matches versus Punk and Problem X. Yurian's V-Trigger did 40% health on average and 11 out of 12 Aegis's led to a win which is like the biggest that line is like the numbers that's that commentators pull out of their asses when they need to fill time or like in the playoffs you know the team that scores the goal first is you know the, they have a 75 percent chance winning chance winning that's uh, like some Scott. They do some Scott Steiner math here, and I love, I love me, I love me some percents chance, percent chances winning. Oh, it's so good, it's so good. Uh, but like, there's like there's spreadsheets here, uh, and it it makes me smile, and I love it, and I also find it ridiculous and super not useful, like at all. Like any of those sports numbers that any <laughs> any commentator says is just. 
it's a complete bullshit number. It's like when you go to a casino and the roulette is the, the other percents chance thing that is a like hilarious ruse is at a roulette table when they, they have that board there and it shows all the numbers that hit which has no bearing on what numbers will actually hit next if you know anything about stastics uh, I always call it stastics because I had a professor who called it, called it stastics and I thought it was funny every time he said it but anyway if you're interested in this <laughs> in this hilarious sports maths uh, this quick moths uh, check out this thread. It's it was kind of great <laughs> in like a guilty pleasure way. All right, now some actual matches. This one from NEC. I feel like people forgot about NEC. Like I know we just had Capcom Cup and people are super excited about the Pro Tour, but there are huge tournaments outside of the Pro Tour that are still happening. Uh, there's uh, KIT. I think is coming up. Oh, shit, is it this week or next weekend? I'll have to check the calendar. It wasn't on FGC Cal, and I told him about it, that he needed to add it to it, but I don't know if he added to it or not. Regardless, that's coming up. So, like, mark your count. Like, there are still big events happening, but NEC happened, uh, and this is a great set from uh, IDOM and Jug. Um, so if you want to watch some very high-level Bison play uh, in response to some very, you know, Top level Laura play. Maybe you play Bison, you want to know how to avoid the mix up, you want to get out of the grind. Uh, Jug's got you back. Uh, so, watch through with that one for this highlight reel of a match. Alright. Uh, next one, also kind of a highlight reel. I think I'll always share these when they come up on the sub, uh, but it's the MAGA that I can get behind. The Make Alex Great Again compilations. Uh, part 21. Uh, so there's a lot of it. If you just want to see Alex do some, oh man, I love it. It's so good. If you want to see Alex steamroll some fools, because uh, he's he's very good at burst damage. He can do burst damage when he's conditioned his opponent enough and can you know, get things done. When he's got the resources for it, when he's got V trigger, when he's got full critical art, he's capable of burst damage, and that can be very exciting to watch because otherwise he's a fairly limited character. Uh, but when you can steal his turn back and do some hyperbob bullshit. Uh, it's some good stuff, and it's very entertaining. Uh, and I will almost always share these clips. Uh, so look for the link uh, down below in the in the comments section, and give this give this video some love. Uh, give Alex some love. Hopefully, Capcom will. All right. Anyway, moving on. Uh, I I love this next bit uh, because it's something that is not. I don't know. It's information that is not really. Um, made apparent to newer players, uh, not really made apparent to uh, people who have a limited set of people that they can play. Uh, people might have like a limited mindset of what it means to get better as a player. Uh, but uh, Brian F uh, posted this video, uh, and it is of his match against uh, against infiltration in. The losers finals of the last chance qualifier. Uh, so this was this a while back, a little bit ago. Uh, if you didn't know what happened, uh, Infiltration won and then faced off against Nemo in in grand finals of this of the last chance qualifier. But Brian F takes a hard loss here. 
and he's playing Balrog and Infiltration, uh, pick Minot. Uh, that's a, if you're just doing the maths on this, if you're doing the math, uh, everyone will say that Balrog dunks Minot. It's free. Uh, actually, like a lot of Zangief players will pick up quick secondary pocket Balrog for this particular matchup. Uh, but what is evident here, and Brian F. talks about this, is that he's, he doesn't, he's never practiced the matchup. He's played maybe one or two solid Minots in at all and right now he's playing one of the best Minots uh, just and a very strong player in general someone who probably knows this matchup because it's one of Minot's bad matchups uh, and just because someone says your character will dunk a character uh, does not mean that you can go in just swinging you can't just go in swinging for the fences and think oh I can win and Brian talks about that and he breaks down the decisions that he makes and the mindset of what you might be thinking of when you know in your head and people tell you and it's in your head that this is a good matchup for your character you should win every time and it it will break you in some ways uh, but also in addition to that uh, Brian F always does a great job of breaking down his his matches uh, things that he does wrong things that he can work on uh, and if you're looking for uh, an exemplar player, uh, if you're looking to model your own, uh, uh, sword I'm looking for, if you're looking to model your own, you know, the way that you look at the game, if you're looking for someone to model that after, uh, look at Brian F. Uh, dude's humble, uh, dude knows what he's talking about, um, and is capable of recognizing when he's made a mistake, and then capable of going to fix that mistake. Uh, so give that man some love. Uh, all right, next topic. All right, moving on from that, uh, talking about replays, the next topic to talk about is what's your favorite comeback in Street Fighter history? I think this question is great. It's a great question uh, because it will always lead to people sharing hype videos. Uh, to me, in my mind, I think there's one right answer here, and I think it involves, I think it involves Snake Eyes. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then look through the comments section of this particular thread. Or if you just want to check it, like, that's the best thing about this thread, that you're guaranteed to watch some some hype reels happen, because comebacks are exciting. When someone's down it against the ropes to watch someone come back, um, a little less exciting in Street Fighter V whenever, you know, it's instances where it, a V-trigger comeback can be expected and you can't kill unless you have critical or you can't chip out. But, but that's beside the point. That's all beside the point. That's no matter. There's a lot of, there's some Street Fighter V in here, in this thread. There's some Third Strike. There's some Street Fighter II. We got all that stuff. It's all here in this thread. Uh, or if you think that all of these people are wrong, fuck them. Post your own video. Uh, let them know what you think is the best comeback um, in Street Fighter history. Uh, just in general, a fun, it's just a fun thread. Uh, so dig through that one uh, if you're looking for some exciting Street Fighter matches throughout history. All right, moving on. Uh, speaking of blasts from the past, uh, I want to bring up this thread because it just reminded me that this thing existed and I want to share it with people uh, because you should all know that it exists. If you're at all interested in Street Fighter 4 and you're at all interested in playing uh, playing Makoto, I almost said Minot there and then my brain stopped for, for a second. Which these are two diametrically opposed characters. But anyway, uh, someone asked the question on the subreddit. This is Ban Barrel. 
What software was used to compile the Rendokan Bible? Uh, and I bring this up because the Rendokan Bible is fantastic. It is a great resource. Uh, it's somewhat out of date uh, because it was based on A2012 and there was a version change to Ultra. Regardless, a lot of that information uh, doesn't necessarily change all that much. Uh, but it is a clean guide and it looks fresh is why they asked but also super useful full of good information uh, if you're at all interested in playing Makoto or interested in what an awesome guide might want to look like if you're interested in putting together a guide in fact uh, because that question is answered and document properties say it was designed Adobe InDesign uh, CS6 for Max so that, I mean that's like the answer to the overall question but really what I want to talk about is, yo, the Rendokan Bible is fantastic. It's just a fantastic resource in general. Uh, but this is reminding me of that. I'm going to bring that one up because I love good tutorials. Oh, snap. This one, <laughs> this one failed. SRK. SRK, please. The next thing I want to talk about, also a tutorial, uh, was from Fravisor. Uh, he basically runs down and explains. This is also shared in SRK. So we'll give the guy some love because he's been putting up uh, a bunch of uh, tutorial videos and how-tos, uh, helping people get from rookie to bronze, bronze to silver, uh, all that good stuff. Uh, but what he breaks down here is explaining how to break out of autopilot. Uh, and it's something that I think a lot of players can fall into the trap of, uh, especially in Street Fighter V, um, because there are there are techniques that if you just do them, you shut your brain off, you can win. It will grant you wins, but it will not make you a better player. Uh, he brings up a lot of topics on how to prevent that from happening, uh, and if you think that this might be you, check this out. If you say, no way is that me, this also might be you, you might want to check this out. Uh, if you are looking critically at the way you play and watching your opponent, then good on you. Because uh, those are those are two major factors on maybe avoiding autopilot. I think there's a Geef's Gym that kind of says how it, There's actually a Geef's Gym on how to build an autopilot. Uh, basically build the flowchart, but also part of that is breaking the flowchart. But that's, that's another issue. That's another story two not-so-different things. Uh, this one's fun. Uh, I think I've shared this this dude's videos before, but uh, the philosopher. FGC philosophy with the philis, the, the philosopher. Uh, he gives an interview, and interviews uh, Automatic, uh, talking about how to learn Zeku, and in general, how Automatic goes about learning fighting games uh, and it's it's very interesting to see his perspective I agree with a lot of what automatic says I I typically agree with a lot of what automatic has said and recorded in video in the past um, it just brings up some some fun topics about you know you can't just teach someone how to play you got to make it interesting uh, which you know sorry for being so dry folks I apologize for that that one's on me sorry these videos are now that's that's just me projecting uh, but no, uh, it's a good interview. It's um, half hour long. Uh, I recommend checking that one out. Again, all these links will be shared in the comments section, regardless of where you're watching it from. Uh, and um, I thought I skipped ads. I gotta turn on ad blocker when I do this. Don't buy a Kia. Specifically, don't go buy an Kia. All right. Anyway, uh, next topic. 
Uh, we're going to move into the arcade edition segment of this podcast, where the rest of these topics are based off arcade edition. Uh, because it's coming, folks. A lot of information's out there. Uh, so just want to give some love to Born Free. Uh, he went through with a lot of the top players who were out there spending time looking at the latest build of AE. Or at least the one that was at um, PlayStation Experience in Anaheim. And he goes through and breaks down what Akuma's V tri- second V trigger. What? Are, all right. So I, let me reel this back a little bit. What are we calling them? Are we calling them V trigger two or second V trigger? Look, what's the nomenclature on this? Because I I gotta because V trigger two sounds bad. Like that. It just doesn't flow. It's not doesn't have that good sounds that the, the timbre is, is off a little bit on the tone saying that it's, it's a little bit staccato there with the two that I don't like I don't like so much but that's not important what's important here is that uh, he shares his opinions and the opinions of the people who uh, were there basically testing all the stuff I think uh, I don't know if he names all of them but I think Alex Myers was there uh, Brent cool was there doing all this stuff and running through how to do this Akuma stuff uh and he goes through and break down like what might change in the past, what Akuma is capable of with the second B trigger. Uh, so if you're interested in specifically the Akuma changes and perhaps what's to come with your character, uh, check out this video. Alright, and the next arcade edition bit of information is kind of big news dropped uh, last week. Uh, which we'll, we'll get into in a little bit some other news that dropped about this game but last week they announced the changes in how you will earn fight money uh, which has a couple people up in arms it was it was like ridiculous right because they have all this goodwill from AE they're saying we're going to make all these changes we got so many new things coming we're going to roll out announcements time to feel good and that's great, and everyone's feeling good. <laughs> and then, uh, and they go ahead and say, "Yeah, let's just let's point this gun at these boots." I was told they're steel toe. I should be fine. Mmm, mmm, my man. Like, the thing is, all right. So I'm giving some, I'm, I'm giving some Capcom some some shit about this, but I get the I get the math on this, right? Because if you do buy Arcade Edition, right? And you get all of Season 1 and Season 2 characters. There's a lot of... Well, currently in the game, there's a lot of available fight money for all of those characters that you can get without touching any of the online content. Uh, Like, you can get through the story modes, uh, the demonstrations, which are just, like, two-second things you just AAA through because they're garbage. Uh, You do the trials. uh, You do easy and normal survival mode those are bearable i would say um those are doable uh within a certain time limit i would say they're not they're not that crazy uh you could do the character story mode and you could do the main big story mode for quite a bit of fight money and they're gonna release more and more characters and you're gonna get all season one and season two so if you were get a and have all of those characters and be capable of earning all of that fight money up front you could easily pay for all of 
season three, all of season four, and maybe even season five, if you combine all that fight money with just buying a as as it is, you know. Because you know, you're doing the math of all of season one, all of season two characters in addition to the regular cast, and then you add in season three characters, and then just that number that number grows exponentially, especially if you're only starting from the base game of, of AE. So in that, and that's, it makes sense. Uh, what that also means is that if you want to use, be using fight money to buy all those characters, I think it's actually like the cheapest to buy. Just, this is just an aside, because we're going to get into it later, um, about buyer's guides for, for AE. But if you want to, I think, I haven't done the exact math, but in my head, here's how it works out, is that if you can find Street Fighter V, uh, a season one and season two pass for lower than or equal to forty dollars. You buy that right now, and then spend all of the time in between now and January sixteenth, earning all of the fight money that you can from all of those characters. Some of that will be difficult for brand new players. If you're coming to things brand new, uh, there are some trials there that will give you trouble. Uh, which will prevent you from earning some of that fight money, but there is a lot of low-hanging fruit. There's a lot of low-hanging fruit. Survival easy mode is is very easy, uh, and all of those things will gain you points uh, for free. And also, the other thing to note is that, and this is kind of just going back to the announcement here, is that they're taking that stuff away of just earning just the, the base points for for like story mode and training and all that stuff or the trials, but they're not taking away the the fight money from when you gain character levels. That will that will still be there, um, which is included in some math that I'm going to talk about later. But if you buy Street Fighter V as is, Season 1, Season 2, Character Pass, get all the fight money that you can in between now and January 16th, then that will pretty much set you up for the cheapest way to earn the following characters for like season you'll be pretty good for season three and four depending on you know how fight money is doled out in season in season three they kind of talk about it here how you can like here's the other here's the kicker remember a couple episodes back where i joked about i want to be funny if they release loot boxes for street fighter 5 because fuck everything fuck the world 2017 that's actually the subtitle for 2017 um ftw uh then they go and release like effectively gambling of you put up your money up front and you could earn it back. It's probably, it probably won't be hard to earn it back and, and gain the actual earnable flight money. That's that probably won't be hard. And like in my heart of hearts, I feel like that's not going to be difficult. However, it, it is a sort of putting your fight money on the table for them to potentially take it away, which is just, you know, in 2017 in the current, uh, <laughs> current uh, zeitgeist of people uh, pushing back against gambling in video games. You go and release some gambling in your video game. Street Fighter V, please. Ugh, Capcom. I love you. I, I love you in the way that I, I love a puppy that, that finds its tail and then when it bites it goes, ow, that hurts. Just, come on, man. It's cute. It's very cute. 
but if you're looking for all of the breakdown of what the new fight money structure will be like, uh, check out this post and dig into the uh, Capcom Unity blog post uh, by Strumslinger. Uh, it's, it's fairly informative. Uh, so if you want to get the full breakdown, go there. The other thing that was announced uh, just the other day was... Okay, damn, really? Mm, was Team Battle for Arcade Edition. Uh, keep in mind, this is a local local play only. Uh, so if you have the game local, you can build out your team. Basically, uh, King of Fighters style, where you select your characters. Uh, you select the... You can select what carries over, like, will this character carry meter over to the to the next fight? Will the opponent carry over V-Trigger? That's also a super weird thing. Uh, it's kind of funky, but what's fun about this is that this announcement was released by uh, Up Up Down Down, which is the channel run by Xavier Woods. Uh, so this... This is you know, square inside the, the Venn diagram of, of people who are uh, fans of the FGC and wrestling. It's basically one circle right there, and they play into that big time, and that's great. Uh, I love those guys. It's very entertaining to watch the, the entirety of the stream. Uh, give Xavier Woods a follow, of course. Uh, give Up Up Down Down a follow. Uh, check out his streams. Check out his videos. It's all good stuff. Uh, but then he got this cool announcement of, of something that is, I don't know, it's a fun addition to the game that we didn't necessarily knew that we were we were going to get. Um, but it's cool that Capcom trusted this group of six, six wrestlers of, hey, do you guys want to talk about a game that's not released yet and, and probably, like, don't break, don't don't break uh, any information here that we're not letting out yet. So just, you know, keep that on lock. People that we don't really know <laughs> that are are used to just saying what's on their mind. Uh, I don't know. That's fun, and it's a fun stream, and it's cool that we that we're getting this this other new feature with A that we didn't know before. Hopefully, there's some more stuff, some more uh, announcements before um, January 16th. I expect. I mean, it's been what. Um, Gosh, how long has it been since the Capcom got two weekends? Two weeks? It's hard to remember days when you're an idiot like me. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe look for some information next week or the following in two weeks from now. Look for more announcements, I would say. Uh, they are releasing them at a pretty good clip. Whoever their hype architect is doing a pretty good job. But also a pretty good job of killing the hype. But that's not here nor there. This is pretty cool. Uh, and can potentially lead to some some fun tournaments situations if you know there's certain team tournament pool or or whatever. It's you want to have fun with your friends. That that's also an option. But the last topic concerning AE. If you somehow are listening to this podcast and have yet to buy Street Fighter Five, you just if someone suggested to listen to this podcast or something to fall asleep to, uh, and that's why you're listening. Uh, Hello and welcome. Uh, this is a podcast where we talk about Street Fighter and the happenings there thereof, um, news thereof. But this post uh, breaks down. It's a arcade edition buyer's guide. I know I talked about it a little bit earlier since that change in fight money, but this breaks down what you get when you buy a version of the game, where you buy it, uh, are you pre-ordering it, and are you are you planning on getting season three character pass 
it's it's kind of all of the potential situations like what if you already own street fighter 5 what do you do what do you get because it's a free update it's all that it's just it's questions that we've seen asked on the sub uh even still it's there's a quest like how do i buy what is how do i pre-order if i'm on steam and so like, you don't um there's we still get that question every day but regardless this post is here it's gonna be i think we might keep this one stickied until a drops because it seems to be a pretty common question uh between everybody uh and that's just it it clears up the sub whenever we have posts like this uh big main post right at the top so that is if you are interested in buying street fighter 5 and you're interested in what is happening with arcade edition and you want like what do i have to buy uh this post breaks down pretty much everything there's even a, a full-on fight money breakdown of what the current situation is which will change so if you want to look at how much fight money you can earn if you just buy the current set as it is uh and you go through all those characters how much fight money you earn, how much fight money will be left over uh, i kind of get into all of that uh, and you can also glean i didn't do the math on this but you can also kind of glean from it uh, you know how many character levels you'll gain by doing all this stuff uh in arcade edition which will then like give you some amount of fight money I, i'm doing a bad job of explaining it verbally because it's math and i can't speak numbers to y'all i can't speak numbers i just can't do that i don't speak math it's a it's another thing it's another language Regardless, folks, uh, if you find yourself asking, how do I buy Arcade Edition? Uh, this post will do the trick. All right, and this is usually the segment where we go into user questions, but we're not going to do that. Uh, instead of going into user questions, uh, I'm going to ask you guys a question uh, because I want to talk about this next week. I want to go into a great deal with this. Uh, end of the year is coming and next week is going to be the last Thursday of the year so sad on the 28th oh hey that's my anniversary I better plan to record on another day <laughs> thinking out loud write that one down in my mind palace okay uh, but the question is and the question I'm thinking it's the end of the year Come to a close. You see a lot of gaming sites say, you know, what are your top 10 games of the year? Uh, we're going to build a list of top 10 matches, top 10 sets from the year. Uh, there's a ton of great tournaments to choose from. If you want some, uh, some places to look, like look at the CPT schedule, look at the schedule that was built from, look at the calendar from FGC Cal that's listed on the sub. All that stuff. There's ways to find these tournaments. Remember, you know, all the matches that you've seen from over the course of 2017. It's been a pretty good year in terms of competition and what's been going on. Uh, lots of exciting matches. But my question to you, and I'm going to make a post about this on sub, and I'll link to it here, is what were your favorite matches? You don't have to list 10. Just, you know, give a handful. Like, what was, what stood out to you? Do you want to grab some stuff from the, the most recent Capcom Cup? Or you want to dig back from Jan January earlier this year? Shit, I'm like, what? Like, it's... Dates are hard for me, but I can still, like, remember matches that have happened that I'm going to talk about next week. But that is my question to you, and I'm interested to see and in what all of you end up posting. Uh, 
and I also encourage you to post matches that are personal uh, because I feel like that is a it is in my opinion that Street Fighter is at its best when you have and watching someone play Street Fighter is at its best when you have an emotional attachment to that player uh, an emotional attachment gained by time uh, gained by camaraderie uh, there is no better feeling when you're watching a friend play and they they just dunk somebody that you know is a skilled player that because there's some shared victory there you didn't you didn't win it wasn't you that did it but you were there in the building of that player and there's there's a certain it is hard to explain if you've never been a, in that position but some of those moments from this year for me personally uh have been the highlights of of the year for me as yes, i actually might need to track down those those particular videos if if they exist uh but I'm going to post a link to a thread where you can post your favorite videos of the year, and we're going to talk about them uh, on next week's show. Uh, unless there's any like other huge Street Fighter news, what happens uh, between now and next Thursday, which could happen. There could be another big like Capcom Unity blog post that either blows A up or makes it look amazing. I don't. It's a roll of the dice at this point, folks. It's, I like gamble. I like gamble. Uh, but look for that link in the comments section below on whatever you're, if you're watching the YouTube video or if you're uh, looking in the, the details of whatever you use to listen to podcasts, be it iTunes or whatever, uh, or the Red Thread. But neither here nor there, let's get into the last section. Uh, <laughs> I've been thinking about Street Fighter 4 a lot lately. Uh, and the last section that we always roll into is FGC history. Uh, we know Capcom Cup. Uh, it was a big tournament that just happened, big series that happened. People loved the big production value. Uh, one of the first, one of the first big production values for Street Fighter in general was actually put on uh, by uh, ESGN TV. And by hearing that name, some of you might know what I'm already talking about. Uh, but this particular set. And I kind of just bring up like this whole season in particular because it was, it was like a fun setup. But look at these graphics. If you want, I'll share the link below. So if you may follow along, this shit looks like ESPN. Look at all the the future-looking stage and setup they have, and the the fake jumbotron. It's it's kind of incredible the production value put on for Street Fighter at this time. Uh, and it's also hilarious and soured because the first thing that they do is show this. Look at this cardigan wearing motherfucker. <laughs> like you brought out by these. Uh, they pay the booth babes to dress up like schoolgirls and walk out this this cardigan ass motherfucker. Oh, they have this whole like sports center looking intro and then <laughs> cut to welcome to the FGC and uh I, mm, I remember seeing that for the first time and just uh basically yelling at the screen of like seriously you guys <laughs> like we're gonna open with this the first shot pan up to that uh I, I mm, it is man that's just how the FGC's been for years but anyway the match in particular that I want to share with you guys uh, the setup of it is they spun a big wheel and you had to win uh, in a first to seven uh, between a random opponent out of a pool of opponents. 
Uh, and the match is uh, Sien versus Mike Ross. Uh, Gen versus E Honda. Uh, and I particularly want to bring this one up. Because some of my favorite stuff about Street Fighter, again, uh, is when you're playing against friends uh, and you specifically tell your friend that you're going to do something and you warn them, do not do this thing because I will fuck you up. Specifically when you tell them that. <laughs> and then you do it. Uh, and there's a moment uh, in this match where uh, I think Sien tells Mike Ross specifically, do not whiff an Ochio throw after headbutt here to gain extra meter if I have super because I will punish you and he does it <laughs> and you see the look on Mike Ross's face when he goes he looks over at him and he goes you told me you didn't do that that, that, that one's on me uh, and it's beautiful it's a beautiful moment I love it. but the whole sets it's a fun set uh, and the whole feeling on on the set of the stage um is fun. Uh, I kind of like this. It's one of those things where you can get a lot of that, I think, in in 2017, and it's good to look back on on moments like this. You see on the stage, there's there's all eight eight of those guys on the couch, basically giving each other hell, and it's it's fun. It's a good set. There's a dog on stage. That's good. Dogs are good. Forgot about the dog. Fuck. What a good set. Anyway, folks, that about wraps it up. Uh, for this episode of RSF Radio. Again, this is the podcast where we talk about everything that's been going on in the week of our Street Fighter. Uh, but I'm your host, Joe Monday, and you can find me on Twitter at SuperJoeMonday or find me on the subreddit uh, at user Joe underscore Monday. Hit me up anytime if you have any questions. Uh, look for all the posts that I've talked about in this podcast link below in the comments of whatever you used to listen to. And if you're listening to it on iTunes, uh, I was told to tell you guys to rate and review it on, on iTunes. And I, in the other podcast thing of telling people, I don't care what you review it. Uh, apparently that's a thing you're supposed to say. So I'll say it. Uh, but that wraps it up. Catch us every Thursday with another episode of RSF radio. But until then folks, take care. <laughs>